everybody, welcome back to episode four of Geeks from the Multiverse. I'm Matt, with me is John. Say what's up, John. Yeah! What's up, everybody? So, the thing we do if you're new to this podcast is we like to either discuss or debate different topics related to geek culture, we play stupid games, and try to have as much fun as possible without getting into trouble. That is an understatement, but okay. <laughs> so, today's episode, we're going to be talking about video game TV show adaptations, right? So, we're getting away from the movies, and we're going to go right into different TV shows that have adapted very popular video games, per se. So, for example, I'm not going to go into this much detail, but Last of Us is definitely a big topic, especially nowadays. It's going to be an interesting Again, show. We're going to be talking about that as well. But anyways, again, like Matt was saying, we're going to be talking about different interests and passions that, you know, over the episodes. And we're going to be making sure that you guys, as best as we can, explain what our thoughts and our views and in different ways to really explore the geek culture as a whole, right? So, but again, we'll be talking about TV shows and how they... May or may not have done well, but I would say majority of our list, I think we've we've done a good job of movies, or sorry, let me rephrase that, TV shows that actually have done pretty well in our standards, right? So without further ado, let's dive right in. Let's get geeky. All right. So John, what superpower ability would you want to have if you could only use it for practical means? That's my question. So... This would only be like work, hobbies, at home. Um, the specific rules for this question. Powers would not be for, say, world domination, crime fighting, or becoming some sort of like vigilante like Batman. You know, um, powers can have any origin. We don't have to come up with an origin of how they came up with, but they can have any origin. And again, they're for practical use. Or, and not used to, like, defeat criminals or necessarily to save the world or dominate the world. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely, for me, I go in between two. And being one that has worked in human services for as long as I have, uh, especially being a substance abuse counselor, the very first one that I think would have been the most useful for practical means would be to read and control minds. And I understand, you know, the idea behind it would be entirely intrusive, right? Right. But if you, if you think about being a substance abuse counselor, the difficulties that I already, you know, counselors already have connecting with People who are using drugs and alcohol, people who come from, you know, really abusive and traumatic life experiences, they're not talking about it. And to have them try to open up when they only see me for 30 minutes a month is extremely difficult. So I can only just imagine the amount of good I could actually do with the ability to one read what's in somebody's mind 
so that I can at least address it and have that open dialogue with somebody. And then on top of that, you know, the word control would mean like I could basically tell them to go get me a cheeseburger or, you know, go get me a job and hand over your check to me. And that's not like the, the intent of me controlling the mind. It would be for me to be able to maybe put walls up around somebody who's dealing with suicide. Okay. Putting, putting, you know, more positive thoughts into somebody's mind who may be suffering from depression. Yeah. Good, good choice. You yeah. know, somebody who you, you know, you know, uses and abuses drugs I can put those blocks in to somebody's mind that would tell them whenever they have that thought, sort of like hypnosis, I guess, where when they think about picking up, there's some sort of adverse thought that comes in, like they get, you know, sick or they start singing or they do something else that's like different from what they want to do. And that thought is gone. Right. Instead of having negative thoughts control their mind, have those positive thoughts instead. So that way they can ch- basically change their behaviors and, and hopefully in a, a more positive environment and setting, right? Right. And then the ability to read the mind and being able to see the thing that is traumatic that they're thinking about and not saying and being able to address it in such a way where I'm not f- you know, flagrantly going, hey, I see that you were abused. In this way, and they look at me and walk out the door, but being able to see it in somebody's mind and then coming up with ways to bring it out of them naturally. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. And that's a good choice. I think that, you know, when you're using in that sense, yes, I think that's, I could see that being a very practical power and not so much, like you said, world domination and be like, this could be abused. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, instead of like, hey, man, I need you to give me a cheeseburger, um, and I need you right now. You're like, no, like, why do, why do I want to use that for personal gain instead of, like, trying to, yeah. you know, yeah. help us somebody else's situation? So I, I think that's a good choice, my, personally. And the other one that I go to would be super speed. Um, and I think super speed will only work in conjunction if my mental capacity could work just as fast. I also think that can also get you into trouble sometimes, but I mean, yes. yeah, depending on um, which way you go. But the ability to get things done very fast, the ability to learn things just as fast is certainly a benefit to be able to get anywhere I want to. Not needing a car is certainly a benefit. The only reason I don't pick this as my number one is I think I would start to look down on people that move slower than I do. Right. Because everything in the world around you is, is going so quickly. Right. And you're not appreciating the moment in the in I the, would think fast. I would move fast. I would want to keep doing things fast. And for me to have to wait for your next thought, I would instantly become annoyed in my heart. And I would move away from you because you don't move as fast as I do. And that's where I don't use that as my number one because I think that's that's where I would start to carry that, like, feeling. And then I would start isolating myself. Right. I You know, with super speed, I think it 
it has its pros and cons, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's great because then you could do things so quickly and get everything done, you know, and you wouldn't have you would have so much time. You could actually make more episodes like a podcast, <laughs> right? But like you said, you know, living in the moment, so being present in the moment, that's that's ideally what we want to do because even though you might have that much time on your hands, you know, if somebody's not fast enough to you know, relate to you on that level, you know, you're going to be annoyed. You're going to be upset. You're going to be like, why isn't everything just moving at my speed? But then you have to take a step back and be like, well, unless they had those same abilities, yeah, you know, it, it's really useless. In yeah. That like I, I could go to work and I can get my work done and literally faster than I can blink my eyes. Right. But then my boss could turn around and go, well, you still have to be here for eight hours. So what's the point of what you just did? Right, so thank you for doing 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, and, like, and enjoying yourself, yeah. Thanks for doing uh, less than 30 seconds worth of work, but you still have to be here, so go help somebody else. And then I can literally, like, I can literally, in the fact, you know, I, I don't know how fast I would work, but probably in, in a minute do everybody else's work and still have, like, seven hours left right. and go, what else do you want me to do? Right. I mean, granted, work production is going to be amazing, <laughs> but at the end of the day, is that really teaching you or the others like how to actually do it, those particular it jobs? It certainly has a less of a human connection. Practical means, yes, like there's so much like you could get done. Obviously, one aspect, you have to work as fast as technology works, too. Right. And we all know that most technology, depending on where you work, is not... Does not work that fast. <laughs> no, and it, it pretty much sucks. Um but that, certainly super speed was not my first one. Certainly getting to where I want to go would be practical, but you'd be like, hey guys, you want me to go order takeout in China or like, you know, or like, hey, let's go to Italy and get a pizza or you know, something <laughs> like that'd be cool. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, you know, is it's it like, hey, you want to order pizza? And like, hey, I got this from Italy. <laughs> just for you, but yeah. just personal. Um so I, that's not really practical. Well, but, no, it's yeah. not. No. I mean that's just more personal <laughs> game. But so that, now that you mentioned your two, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention two that are a little different, of course. So my first one, I think, for the most part, I think it would be pretty practical, but I know it would help me and it would definitely help other people if needed. So the one I did for my number one is teleportation. Okay, I always thought it was a cool power. I always thought it was a very interesting one because imagine just like you said, not having to take a vehicle and just like, all right, oh, I'm gonna be late. Nope, just kidding. I can get there like 10 minutes early. Like me, that would be amazing. I could just wake up, you know, and just like all of a sudden, oh, I'm at work now. No problem. Like no big deal. Or if I, like you said, you know, being able to, instead of having to like pay for like air travel or, you know, going on a cruise ship or going, you know, whatever, that would take like days on end. I could just be there in like one second and be like, all right, guys, hey, we're going to go on a trip for free. And you don't have to pay anything. We're just, you know, we'll pay for, like, the hotel or do whatever. And I think it'd be interesting because, like, for example, if, like, you know, I needed to go grocery shopping or if I needed to do that real quick for my family, you know, I could just be like, cool, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my stuff and I'm going to leave. And I don't even have to waste gas. I could just go do my thing, whatever. But I think it's a unique power because it, it kind of gives you a sense of you're not going so fast. But it, it allows you to, like, if, like, I was in, let's say, let's say Japan, right? And if I wanted to go visit my friends, right? I could be like, hey, I'm going to take a trip real quick. Hold on. 
hang out with you for like a couple hours and then come right back and be like, hey, man, that was amazing. You know, I could I could literally be in, you know, wherever in a moment's notice and I wouldn't have to be, you know, traveling hours on end just to go, you know, see my friend or something like that or visit a family member. So I think it would be, you know, interesting, too, because like, for example, it's kind of a weird one, but like, you know, let's say you're let's say your friend like. I don't know, like a medical emergency, right? So you could help them. You can bring them to the hospital and you can like literally say, okay, we're going to be there in like a second. Just give me a second and we'll, we'll pop you there. Like it, I think it would help because then you're literally in some ways. Yeah. You're, I mean, of course it'll help yourself, but it would also like, let's say if you saw a medical emergency, you can get them in a moment's notice and you can hopefully save that person's life, which I'm not saying it's again, changing the world, you know, trying to save the whole world. But like, if you saw that in the moment, I think it would help, you know, so that's, that would be my number one. I I see, I see like, when I think of teleportation, I I always think of like Nightcrawler. Yeah. And I I think of like, in one of the X-Men movies, like they're, they're trying to ask him like, Hey, can you, can you teleport us into this place? And he's like, well, I could, but if I don't know what's in there, we could teleport you. I could teleport you basically into a wall, right? And that and that would be like the. I, I always think of that like if if I had teleporting as a, as a power, like I would be that guy that would be like, yeah, well, hey, let's go to you know, let's go to France. We'll teleport you know in front of this bistro. We'll look it up on Google. Like, yeah. oh, it's right there. And then like maybe we don't know, and like they, this bistro put a table. Right where that picture is, and I'm like, right. we're gonna go right here. You ready? And like this beast would put a table right in that spot. <laughs> right. And, and now we teleport it, yeah. right in the middle of that table, and we're like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, uh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Um, so the other thing too, like if you were to take it as like even a step further, so I know a movie, not even in like geek, probably geek culture, but like the movie Jumper. Right, so like he uses his powers to like rob banks and oh, yeah. goes to do other things. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, but like that would be like if you were kind of like an evil criminal mastermind, right? Like you're like, oh, hey, look, I'm gonna go rob some banks. I'm gonna go if I needed an escape plan. Well, I'm myself as the escape plan. I could just go travel wherever I need to go. But you know, with the power itself, I think it's a it's a good. It, it can be good and it can be evil. It just it really depends on the person and how you want to use it as a more practical means. But the second one, this one I, I didn't choose as my first one only because, again, this one has pros and cons as well. And I think it's a very, I would say, I wouldn't say generic, but it's definitely one that, you know, I think most people, if they had it, I think they would use it, but then they would definitely abuse it in a lot of different ways. But super strength, right? So... Everyone would love to just be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go pick up my car real quick and, you know, lift it up, show everybody like, hey, I can do it with one hand, with one finger, whatever. But the reason why I would say it'd be kind of interesting is because think about all the chores around your house or like if you had to like, let's say, move somebody into another place, like you would, you would be like, that like, guy. You would be that guy all the time. <laughs> like you'd be like, hey, man, we need your muscles, man. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Hey, we need your strength. <laughs> we need your strength. Yeah. We need to do this. But, like, I think in, like, practical means, like, yeah, you could do that, but you could also do, um, like, let's say if somebody was out in the middle of a forest and let's say the boulder hit them and, like, you can't 
you know, move it or whatever. Yeah, you'd be like, hold on, you know, throw it off the cliff or if there was a cliff nearby, whatever. You could you could help and save that person too. But I say this is where the cons come in. So if you're too strong, imagine if you're trying to hug somebody and you right. almost killed them because you're that strong and you can't, you know. Or you, know, you go to, things. you know, you go to shake somebody's hand and there are there are people that do this all the time. Like when you go to shake their hand, they go, no, 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 no. Really shake my hand. Yeah, And you're like, OK. And, and you're like, OK. But if you're that guy that has super <laughs> yeah. strength and you go to shake somebody's hand and you're trying to be like really, you know, you're like, trying to just be really yeah. soft with it. And they're like, okay, really shake my hand. And you really grasp that guy's hand. <laughs> and you break their hand. And you're basically pulling back dust. That could be a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, that could be a huge problem. But like it could be like really good practical thing. Like if, you know, you, your, your wife is like, I can't open this jar of pickles. And you're like, pop, <laughs> pop. And then basically you break the whole jar. But, <laughs> you know, I, I agree that it, like I said, it's it has its pros. It you'd has be its the cons. greatest arm wrestler in history. Oh, my God. You'd be you'd be killing everybody. Like guys like, um, what is it, the, the mountain? Like, you know, like this big dude. He's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, hold on. Let me show you my scrawny hand real quick. And let's see if we can do this. But. Uh, I just think that super strength can be good if it's practical, but realistically, it's probably one that can definitely be abused in, in, in so many other regards, but yeah. So TV shows, John, Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of video game adaptations. No, I, and I know because I know both of us looked this up and it, it was really hard to kind of like get a good list. You know, we don't, I will mention this to the listeners, but we were trying to find ones that were more successful than failures per se, depending on which way we look yeah, at it. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I definitely have, I think more failures. I I might say on my list. I think I I could probably say maybe one, maybe like probably did a good job, but didn't like really hit the mark, kind of a thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just get out of get this one out of the way, so it's. It's just out it's, there. Okay. Um, I did mention it in our first episode very briefly, but I do want to bring this one up. Okay. And 2022, there was a show on Netflix for Resident Evil. I already know this is going to be bad, but okay. And I'm putting it out there. This is my own opinion, but... This was by far the worst adaptation of Resident Evil that has come out. And not only was like the story bad, the acting was terrible. The story was terrible. They changed and retconned pretty much the whole thing. Like what I said in the first episode, they created basically a whole new resident evil universe you know so I mean? like an so, alternate timeline um this new universe was set in 2036 um so raccoon city which was the city that resident evil takes place in right um was called the new raccoon city Ooh, new ready so original air quotes new <laughs> raccoon city <laughs> sure and the two main characters 
which were these two like teenage girls, not in any of the games whatsoever. They're they're brand new characters, new characters. Hmm. Um, you had Wesker, who is I believe the professor that was in the games. Um, he was basically the one who created the T virus. So the initial virus of changing. But again, you have 2036. So he's not the original. He can't be the original guy. No, it it would have to be way, way further in the past in that case. Yeah, because you're talking 98 and this is 2036. So he'd have to be very, very old, which in the show, he's not that old. Okay. Um, And you have, you know, you have a few characters that were in the games. But for the most part, this was a brand new story. That they were telling. And it just wasn't a good show. And it's no surprise that even after, you know, before the first season was even done, they canceled it. Shocker. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> um, the show, I mean, I watched it. I did watch the whole thing. And it just wasn't, it wasn't good. And it didn't even end well. You know, like a show generally has some kind of a, you know, you start kind of with the introduction, you get the the build-up, you get that climax event in the show, and then, you know, kind of that last episode would either bring you to maybe what the next season would be, or that finalization point. This show, I don't know what happened at the end. It just... Like it just ended. <laughs> wow. I I don't know what happened. It, it you're watching and you go, none of this makes sense. And for anybody who hasn't watched this movie, just go watch the movie. Like just go watch this TV show, because by the end of the TV show, you will probably say the same thing of going, I don't know what just happened. Because now it's all backwards. So. That one to me is like, it's by far the worst adaptation as far as TV shows. And as far as any adaptation, like, this doesn't do anything for Resident Evil. Especially when you're looking at the video games. Like, even the original movies, this goes underneath those. I would rather watch the original movies than whatever that pile of junk was. It, it, when you're describing all of this, it's like it. It doesn't even make me want to watch the TV show. It just makes me just want to be like, okay, there's a trash can. Let's throw yeah. it in the fire and like get rid of it and like not never. They probably talk about should it. just remove it from the Netflix catalog altogether, and they'd be better off. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like TV <laughs> shows and movies that could definitely do that too. But like, we don't. They don't do that. They just like leave it there, and they're like. Oh, if you want to watch it, go ahead. You know, if you want to see something that sucks, you know, maybe cheesy. <laughs> here you go. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to my first one that I want to talk about for the video game to TV shows. So the, this one's kind of a, it's a different one. I know, I don't believe Matt's played this this game going into like the TV show. But the, the TV show is called the, the Cuphead Show. Okay, and it was based on, it was like the Cuphead and... Um, but basically the, the video games that came out, I think a few years back, it was on the Nintendo switch. Um, 
so the show is about literally these these two basically like cupheads basically um and they they're brothers and so they get into like weird silly situations like one is like the main part of the game is like yeah i believe cuphead is uh the main like there's Cuphead and Mughead or it's something stupid basically but Cuphead basically sells his soul to the devil and yeah it, it sounds weird I know but it's it's legit it's literally sounds awful I know and so he <laughs> basically he was playing um uh, what is it like you go into like arcade like uh not I'm trying to think of the the game itself but it's like the you know you're rolling a ball Onto the like the different like ski ball, ski ball. My God, I I don't know why I can't think today. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. So ski ball. He's playing ski ball, right? And basically, the game is if you lose, you basically sell your soul to the devil. And so he he lost, even though he was winning all this time, and he lost this one time. And the devil basically st- is trying to steal his soul. And so the entire time, they're both like. You know, trying to get out of situations that the devil's creating for them, and and it's kind of weird. And I know that Christians probably, you know, it it's it's kind of a weird show as itself. But the game, I tried to play it, and I did not realize how hard this game was. Like I tried playing the first like few levels, and holy crap! Like it should not be this hard in the first three levels of a game. And Especially it was a game about a cuphead. Well, and it made it really interesting because yeah, it, it's kind of like an old school, like 1940s setting, but it was like a, you're kind of going back and forth on like these like mini bosses, like for each level. So you're going through the game and you're kind of like defeating, like it could be random. Like there's some random characters in this game. Um, you know, there's like a flying, like Ursula like creature. It is weird. I, again, it's a really weird kind of show as well as the game. But I think with the the TV show aspect, I think it if you like some like silly humor, like if you have nothing to do, kind of like watch the show. It uh, it it's definitely entertaining. But again, if you're not, you know, again, if you're a, let's say a certain you know set of beliefs, right? If like you're you're Christian or or something like that, you're you're probably not gonna maybe want people to watch it per se because it does like portray the devil as it is and it, it's more of an animated cartoon but it, it's more like a like a 1940s cartoon like style game and it's it's definitely an interesting watch but it, it's something that you would do like on a like a random saturday night and be like you know what i'm gonna watch something stupid like let's let's just watch these two cupheads and like mughead and you know just go into it and and watch them get into like silly situations that you're like all you had to do was do one thing and it would have changed the entire episode. Like they would basically like, Oh, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to, you know, play this game with him. And then all of a sudden they, they come across a random bear and this bear's like, you know, I don't know. I think they're like trying to steal their, like the, the bear's honey or something like that. And all of a sudden, of course the bear's going to get upset. Like that's, generally how that's going to work, you know, and they're just like, whatever, you know, and they're, they're trying to get away from the bear. And it, it, again, it's random. It's, it's totally stupid. I just know that the way they did the game and the way they did the TV show, it, it does match up for the most part, like references wise, but it, it is really, it, it's a stupid, 
a stupid game and a stupid show if you like want to watch something, you know, random like that. But, um, yeah, it it's definitely one that I wouldn't say like, hey guys, like that's my number one pick. Like that's <laughs> that is definitely not my number one video game choice or like adaptation wise. I'm I'm curious, John, which one of us you would consider Cuphead and which one you would consider Mughead. So <laughs> that's a tough one. So like Cuphead's this like he's more mischievous. Like he's the one that always gets at, like Mughead into trouble. Mughead's, oh, so you? Oh, really? <laughs> so you? So Mughead's the more sensible, responsible one in a sense. Oh, so me? Oh, so you're saying I'm Cuphead, you're Mughead? <laughs> okay. So I mean. It, Okay, fine. I guess sure. I'll be Cuphead. You'll be Mughead. We'll call it a day, <laughs> I'll, I'll, and then maybe next time we'll we'll dress up and cosplay, and we'll <laughs> we'll go on to that. All right, biggest Xbox game back in the nineties. Do you know what that game would be? Biggest Xbox game back in the nineties. I'm pretty sure that the Xbox came out well a little after. Um, like definitely it was like two thousand one ish. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. yeah, it was definitely after the millennium. Yeah, yeah. But biggest Xbox game, I would say, in the two thousands. Then I would say Halo. You would be correct. Okay. And um. I'm, yeah. Twenty twenty two, of course. Halo came out. Paramount Plus. Of course. Right. Um. So. I can say, you know, it it was great to see a live action version of Master Chief. I can agree with that because, you know, when you're look when you're playing the games and when you're you know, let's say seeing this for the first time, yeah. you want to see him like really be a badass kind of character, yeah. you know, showing him off. And, and so, that. you know, Halo, I think when you first like oh, they're making a show on Halo, that's so awesome. And you have all these really high expectations, and like you see, you know, you see the actor in the Master Chief outfit, you know, in the armor. You know, you're watching the show, you see the vehicles, you see the weapons, um, you know that that pink spike gun that, that that's in the game. Yeah, that's you actually see it gun. being used in the show. Uh, they definitely did a great job of using the elements from the game in the show. The one problem with the show, and, and I'm going to just throw this out there, because I can't be the only one that had this problem. Within the first episode, and I don't know if it's within the first 10 or 15 minutes, but it's very early within the first episode. He immediately takes his helmet off. Which, in the original trilogy, never once has he taken no, off his helmet. he never once took his helmet. And I understand, like, you know... Yeah, we have a show like The Mandalorian, right? Right. And the only time he really took his helmet off within the first like couple seasons was only a couple times. And and, and it was like, at the yeah. end of the it was at the end of the season. Well, even in the new season itself, like he's actually trying to redeem himself in that sense. So right. unless he's trying to redeem himself later on, then yeah, it's kind of pointless. In the show, he takes his helmet off like very early in that first episode. And I actually have, I don't, I didn't show you this, but I actually, oh. there's this really funny meme. Oh, it's a meme? And I, I've seen it before. Uh, it actually comes from uh, Monster, the, the 
Animated. Oh, oh, Monsters Inc. Monsters yes, okay. Inc. Yeah. Yep. Um, when Mike Wazowski is singing, like, you know, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> yeah, the slog that he did. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the the top thing says Halo TV show removes Chief's helmet. Everyone, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My my first initial reaction when he took the helmet off, I was like, wait. He's like a really ugly dude. Wait, are you saying like he's like Deadpool? Like, like, like Ryan Reynolds? Like when he takes he his just takes off. his helmet off and it's it's like the same scene in Star Wars when Kylo Ren takes his helmet off. Ah, and I'm going. Wait, what? That's what he really looks like. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does not look like what I would have expected, but yeah, yeah, it's not it's not at all what I expected. And then throughout the whole season. Every episode, he's taking his helmet off. Whenever he gets his like, whenever he gets the opportunity, he just willingly, you know, willy nilly, takes his helmet off whenever he wants. And when I've played the games, you like he never took his helmet off. Not until like the later games, you know, you would see a cut scene with him not with the helmet on. But there was never a cut scene or anything with no helmet. He always had the helmet. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like Halo, you know, like even when you're playing the like the original like trilogy, not even like Infinite or Reach or any of those, you know, when you're playing the game, like Master Chief is this like really badass character who straights up annihilates like aliens and just he just does whatever he wants. Like he's he's that guy. He's that action hero that like you, you want him to like make sure he wins the battle, which he did yeah. every single time. But it's it's almost like downplaying the character because of the, the, the show now. The show definitely downplayed Master Chief. And if you really look at you know how they were playing the character of Master Chief, it really was kind of like an introduction to who he is supposed to become. You know what I mean? So, so like a prequel. Taking the helmet off, showing more emotion, um, even though, you know, what we know of the character, Master Chief didn't have any emotion because he was not someone who was, like, they removed his emotions. That's the character. Like, he, he was made that way. Right. I mean, he literally, like you said, like, he shows no emotion. He's very, hey. You know, he's like he's very monotone. Like he's yeah. he's not supposed to be this like emotional character, like you know, showing human emotions, not anything like that. So when you start seeing that, you're like, that what? Like, is this really where so I'm the show? Play this? The sh the show in general, though. I mean, it's a still a. Is it a good show? Yes, it's still a good show. There's still you know enough nostalgia for Halo fans to watch the show and see like. Oh, hey, there's the same vehicles. They're going to the same planets. They're showing the aliens that you, you know, fight against in the game. So if there's I'm not... enough in the in the show that you can watch it and and ha you know get that fulfillment from the game, does it follow the story from the game? I don't know if it's a hundred percent. So my my follow up question is is like how is Cortana, like in the show? Like is it like like in the like the movie or not the movie the video games itself like it's this like hologram or like this robotic 
kind of being, but then like, if I'm not mistaken, it's like an actual person as Cortana, right? Not like a like an android or some kind of like robotic. You know, so it, it kind of evolves throughout the show. It and it's hard to explain. You really have to watch the show, yeah. and that's why the show is more of a prequel because it starts really as. Um, the purpose that it's created was to more control Master Chief than it was to help. Okay. For the narrative of the show. And then by the end of the show, which is kind of the more frustrating aspects of the show, is Cortana is more of that AI help that's like in the game, you know, you have that like you know, enemy over there, you know, reload, you know, you have that constant, you know, enemies coming, enemies incoming, you know, you have like the, the constant back and forth with Cortana telling you like different things of like, you know, Hey, there's this on the map, you know, destination here on the map, you know, different things of importance that you need to get to or do or enemies are coming, or whatever, you know, what have you. Right. Um, she doesn't start doing that for Master Chief until right at the almost very end of the show. If I'm not mistaken, like, are they are they trying to renew, like, another season of it? Or is it just, like... I believe so. Okay. Because, I, 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 like, you're saying, like, at the first season... It just came out last year, so... Well, I'd be yeah. guessing there would be a season two. Okay. I just I was just only curious because I didn't know if like it was good enough to continue or if they were gonna be like ah we're canceling it like that's it. I think for a season two they would definitely have to make like significant changes. Um, they should do better. Like they should definitely make better decisions regarding Master Chief. Okay. With season two, like I think with the taking his helmet off and the different decisions that they made with Master Chief, they definitely should improve and keeping his character closer to what was in the games. Yeah, using the video game source, like the actual reference to right. to make it happen. The the show is another one of those prime examples of them using and that Halo is just chock full of elements from the game. Right. Not so much keeping the characters and keeping everything cohesive. When you get to the characters, you start kind of losing. It starts leaking a little bit. And the yeah. more that it leaks, the more you start kind of falling away from a lot of it. So is it a good show? Yes. Is it worth watching? It is. If you can get by him taking his helmet off like four or five times every episode. So I want to mention this one. So this one is Mortal Kombat Legacy. So this TV show... I was I've never watched it until literally last night. Like it was, it was one that I know Matt was like, "Hey, you should watch it." Um, and I was like, "Okay." So I watched it, and originally it was a web series on YouTube, and they came out on HBO Max pretty recently. Um, Pleasantly surprising, actually. It, it, it was it was surprising, and a lot of it, it. So a lot of these episodes are about like 10, 12 minutes long, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So, and it, it basically goes over the backstories on a lot of the characters. So, like Raiden, you know, Lu, uh, Liu Kang, you know, Kung Lao. Cyrax, uh, Center, Cy- yeah. Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Right, all the, all the main yep. characters. And so, what I found interesting, because Matt and I talked about this before, um, 
is so the one episode about Raiden. So it even says this was like an alternate like timeline, alternate timeline, alternate universe yeah. type thing. And it definitely when when you saw the character, I was like, um, I know in the <laughs> like the games, like he's not a Caucasian guy, and it was it was kind of a like a weird version of him for sure. And it was definitely it looked fan made. Um, but a lot of the the other characters they were showing, like you know Jack, Sonya, um. Kano, you know, all those other ones. Like, I would say it's, for the most part, pretty accurate on how they did it. Um, I actually liked, in particular, I liked how they did the Scorpion, Sub-Zero, uh, by Han, Hanzo like the, story. Because yeah. they actually didn't change their language from yeah. whatever they were speaking. I don't know if it was like Japanese or I don't know what, you know, it was an Asian language, but they didn't actually change the language to English or yeah. they didn't overdub it. No. It was in their original language subtitled. Yes. Which I actually really appreciated. Yeah. And it was nice to see that. And it was also very nice to see. And they didn't add a weird baby. <laughs> That's true. They didn't add another child to the, to the mix of the, 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 the whole thing. But um, it was interesting too, because, the last episode was on like Cyrex and Sector, and then it goes straight into the tournament. And, you know, you get to see other characters like Melina and Katana and uh, Shao Kahn, and you actually see Shang Tsung as, you know, kind of a younger, a little bit older, probably. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but, yeah. you know, it was interesting because then also Johnny Cage was also in the first season, totally different person. I'm pretty sure Matt had a comment about that originally, but I'm not going to go with the comment. But I, was... <laughs> I'm not going to make that comment, but I will say in the first season that Johnny Cage was not like if you would picture Johnny Cage, this guy was not it. <laughs> <laughs> he was not it. Now, second season, I believe Casper Van Dien was who played – Johnny Cage in that second season. Um, a little bit more closer to what you would envision Johnny Cage being like a more attractive looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. The first of... season, that guy was not attractive one bit. He... he was not charismatic. Well, he was also kind of a pompous, you know what, but he. Well, that's Johnny Cage, I though. Mean, but no, this but guy like... was not good looking and he was. He was full of rage, man. Like he was on another level. Like, that was not the Johnny Cage I would have seen in, like, the video games itself. Um, but, like, with the tournament, though, it it was interesting because it was not what I would have expected because usually they would, you know, a lot of it was, like, at a temple. They're fighting. They're doing this. Like, this was, like, real world, like, fighting against, like, yeah. what was it, Kenshi? And I think it was, I can't remember his name. Anyways, but like when he when a lot of them were fighting, I know Johnny Cage actually it was funny. Johnny Cage and it was Katana were versing Melina, and you know Katana was you know fighting Melina, and then you know Johnny Cage was like running away. Yeah, he, was like, like, he was like, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> like he was running away, and like Melina was trying to chase Johnny, and then like Melina was fighting Johnny and Mal uh, Katana, and at the end, you know Katana. You know, was literally just like slices her head off, like completely, like destroys her, like no more yeah. Melina. Um, and it was interesting because, like, 
it was a nice way to show how the create you know the characters itself like how did they like develop like into the people yeah. they were yeah and so it was a nice like little prequel to how Mortal Kombat kind of came about yeah and I, I love like I for what it's worth and how short the episodes are and I'm pretty sure that the second season never finished I'm pretty sure that the second I, season never finished. I think you're right I think it didn't finish but for what it is I like I absolutely love like that show. And I wish they would have done more of it. I absolutely love the show. And I love that the guy who played, like, Shang Tsung was the same guy. And I'm pretty sure, like, they continued that same narrative. Like, when he met with Liu Kang. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were having, like, that same conversation. Like, you beat me in that first tournament. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, you know, cut your head off or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, they were having that conversation, and it was like, "Whoa, they're talking about Mortal Kombat '95," <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're having that conversation, so it's like all these episodes like link back to that movie. Yeah, and so you're you're really looking at like that movie and this show being kind of like the background stories for that movie, and for the time that that show came out like some of those actors in that show and in, in the episodes are pretty big name guy like people i like jacks i recognized well jacks yes but the others personally when i some looked of at the him, others i recognized um but i i just loved what they did like especially with the molina katana episode like mixing that live action with that particular like borderlands animation style yeah, kind of like the like, animated, not so much like uh, it's not cartoonish, but it's it's yeah, it has like drawings. It's, it's and, like border, it's like Borderlands almost. Yeah. Um, I loved what they did with that episode, but in general, like I just love that whole thing. Like I wish they would have done more with it, but it's it's a really good like what they did with it was really good. Now, yeah. Conquest that came out back in ninety eight, ninety nine, no. So no. you're saying it was like trash, like not not iconic, not you know worthy, not like cult classic kind of a thing. It's like if you go back and watch the show Hercules uh, <laughs> with Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, it's that '90s acting. It's it's just terrible. It, it's junk. It's, it's okay. junk. Yeah. So, all right, man. Since I know our our favorite one, we want to talk about here. It is. So this one, you know. I, yeah, you know, they have a podcast of their own. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think this one, honestly, for future projects, if if studios don't take what these guys are doing, and I'll get to the name of this TV show. You guys probably have already figured it out. If they don't take what these guys are doing and apply it to any future projects – they're just crazy. I because agree. this show is probably I probably isn't even the word I should be using. It, it's by far the closest adaptation ever made. And I agree and that's why we saved it for last. Yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended on this. So the the game that we're referring to, the the TV show that we're referring to is the last of us 
And this one, you know, has Pedro Pascal as Joel. And right now there has been eight episodes, which on Sunday, which is tomorrow for us, um, episode nine will air. So by the time this episode airs, all nine season, you know, the whole season will be available to watch. But if you are not watching this show, you need to watch the show. But what I would say, if you have availability to play the game, what you need to do is you need to go get the game and you need to play it as a companion to this show. Because I can tell you right now, when you play the game and you watch the show, your mind will be completely blown. And I also can say this too, is that when you're playing the game, listen to what they're saying, right? Listen to how they're, you know, talking and how they're interacting and then literally watch the show. And I guarantee you, you'll be like, like he was just saying, like it was mind blowing. It's this like ultra level experience that you'll never get unless you do that. Right. And I would say that with this TV show, it, it's definitely like he said, like the, the closest adaptation TV show you can get. And honestly, you know, with the episode nine coming out tomorrow, you know, we, we might, we'll probably just do like a little theory on like what probably could happen as long as we can get, you know, close to it. But if, if the show is going the way it is, I think episode nine will be a very, <laughs> a very interesting episode to watch. And as well as if you're playing the game, definitely take a look at it because it, you know, I'm not going to go into it, but like the last of us part one, if you, if you're playing the game, and then let's say you watch the the episode hopefully tomorrow you'll understand that it's if if as long as it comes close to it it's season 1's going to be phenomenal as a whole like it's it's just going to be that great yeah but when it comes to last of us i will say this like watching a lot of the scenes from the tv show to the actual like game itself like one that sticks out to me and it was actually I think it was like episode seven, maybe it was when like Ellie and her friend were at the, um, it was like that, that mall. Right. Yeah. So I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's an episode or part two in the game when they like introduce that particular, you know, reference. But it was interesting because what they're doing is pretty much identical to what they were doing in the game. And it, and you'll see a lot of the, the scenes where Joel and Ellie are talking and it's literally it's like word for, it's word, word for word and it's scene for scene. And what I do like too is are they making changes? Yes, they are. But Very the subtle. changes, the changes only affect the story in a positive. They only drive the story forward. Like, you know, one of the changes like Joel in the show was stabbed. Right. In the game, he fell off and was impaled. Right. It's a subtle change, but they did it in the show to drive the story forward for episode eight. And I'm not going to do any spoilers. Like, the show is still on, so... Yeah, we're not going to... We're not going to go there, but, like, if you go, especially, like, TikTok, and you look up Last of Us, you can find video game scene, show scene, and... Where the show might not be exact to the background or, you know, how the characters are standing, they're word for word spot on. 
So when, like I said before, when you're playing the game and you're in that moment and you watch the show, as a as a person who is a gamer, when I'm watching a show and then I can go to the game and I can relive that moment, that's what I want to see in an adaptation. I want to see the game I'm playing on the screen. I will mention one thing too that like when you were mentioning subtle differences. So one of the bigger ones that I remember seeing in episode one in particular is when his daughter, Sarah, if I'm not mistaken, that's her name. Um, so she in the game, she was actually by herself, which that was correct in the, in the very beginning. And what happened was, is she was looking around the house trying to find Joel. And, you know, she comes down the stairs, was looking around but here's the subtle difference. So in the game, she was in the house, and Joe comes back through the um, the the porch. Basically, he comes back in, and he's getting chased by these you know these fungal creatures. Clickers, right? like what is it? Clickers. Oh, clickers. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah clickers. My bad. So clickers, right? And they were like, but again, they didn't know what it, they were called. So you know, and he's like trying to like escape, and then Tommy is out front with the truck, and he's like right there ready to go now the difference was is that sarah goes to the neighbor's house right and then finds out that the the neighbors were were turned um well actually it was the the great it looked like the the grandmother the grandmother grandmother yeah. like she was the she looked weird at first when there was you, that really creepy scene and yeah. where she's in the background and like her mouth is just really gaping open and she's yeah, yeah. like oh yeah it's it, it's and it's it's a unique concept, but then like you see the guy laying on the floor, and he's like, "Help me," you know. And he's like sitting there, and she's like looking around and sees the grandmother just like, basically like, eating her daughter, basically. Right. And like he runs out, or she runs out, because the dog, if I'm not mistaken, too, was also like not wanting to go back inside. Yeah. And immediately runs away, and then Joel is outside waiting with Tommy to then escape and then, you know, they go on. But like, those are the slight differences that I've been seeing from yeah, time and to they, time. I mean, they, they made a pretty big change from the game to the show where, you know, in the game, if you've played the game, you remember there were areas where you had to wear a gas mask. Yeah. Because absolutely. There, there were spores and in the show, they didn't use that same mechanic because you wouldn't see anything. It'd be impossible for them to, you know, see the characters and see what they were doing. So I mean, they moved yeah. to having these kind of fiber, you know, fibers that were, you know, yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. It's like it's, tendrils out of their mouths. Yeah. Um, and it actually, I mean, it doesn't, does it change the story? You could argue that it does, right. but I think, it also moves that story forward because now you have a root of infection and yeah, you do, you know, you can't contain spores. So they would have to somehow explain like, how is there only spores here and not in this whole room? Right. I mean, how are there only spores in front of the house, but not in this whole neighborhood? So, and the, and you make an excellent point. I mean, the only way maybe they could do that is like if they had like a like a gas 
like effect or something like that, but maybe, but like you couldn't get. There's just more accurate. storytelling, right? right? Yeah. And so with those like tendrils coming out of their mouths, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> like that, I as close as you can get. I mean, that's yeah, that's not going to change the story like completely, you know. And I think that the TV show, like Matt was saying, is an excellent, you know, way to show a game into let's say a bigger picture or you know yeah. a tv show or anything like that because it it really demonstrates that the developers of the game of you know, the creators really and the producers and directors of the tv show clearly were talking together right and they didn't like say hey we're going to change the story completely like no they they were like hey we're going to take your game this is the blueprint this is what we want to do okay well we want to make this change because it dry like the story with Frank. In right. the game, Frank was already dead. He was hanging. Right. No, I agree. And in the show, Frank, you get introduced to Frank, and there's a whole story. Right. Now, Where... when Joel finds finally finds them, they're both already dead. Right. And I'm, I'm you know, I know in the the game, like they actually see Frank, but like in the show. Yeah, I mean, I don't think most people want to see what happened to them no, laying no. on the floor. But I agree that, you know, progression of the story and how it goes, and even, like, when they find Tommy. And, and it was a—I mean, that episode was a real—I mean, it was a really beautifully told story between the two of them. Yeah. Like, it was a really great way to drive that narrative. Because in the game, you don't really know what was going on. So— I know we're not talking about spoilers, of course, but here's my theory on, let's say, the, the next episode that's coming out. So if we're basing it off the game, from what I can remember, is they do end up finding the the Firefly um, outpost that they're, they're trying, that they've been trying to do this entire time. And I'm not going to go into, like, really detailed with it, but I, I know that they try to get a cure, but then there's some complications. There's, you know, some different, like, motives behind, like, if they can do it, if they can't do it, you know, and it was really up to Ellie to make that decision. But if if I'm not mistaken, it'll be interesting to see how, especially with the ending of this season, like, how can they, you know, move forward because in season, we'll say two Technically, Ellie is this, we'll say, like older, older woman who's probably in her mid twenties. I would say in this time, so it's like a ten year, roughly gap, give or take. So it'd be interesting to see how they transition Ellie, right? And I mean, Joel, Joel's old man. Like he, he he's already what, like in his fifties, probably now. Yeah. So you'll probably see him as like the sixty year old guy who definitely has more white hair than any or more black and pepper, like salt and pepper kind of hair. But I think it'll be definitely interesting to see how they progress because I know, again, not trying to go ahead, but like in part two, you know, they do end up, you know, going to, I believe it's Tommy's like outpost that they originally saw in the beginning or like when they saw, or I, I believe it is the same one. And so they like make their own lives and they've, they've established themselves. But Again, not going into spoilers, but I think it'll be hopefully as interesting with how they can reference the ending of the, you know, part one into the last episode of the season. 
because it's like we've already mentioned, like it's it's honestly one of the best references to do. And I hope that they stick with that because if they don't, we'll be coming knocking on your door and be like, hey man, what the hell? Like yeah. this is not what we signed up for when we saw this <laughs> at the beginning. So Yeah. And like I said, I think future projects, even if it's not attached to, you know, PlayStation or Naughty Dog or whatever, you know, future projects, future video game adaptations, whether they're movies or TV shows, you know, if you don't take what Last of Us is doing and look at like these guys are really being successful. What are they doing that all these other projects have basically failed? How do we apply it to future projects? Because I fully believe that when it's time for awards, this show is going to be right up there. I agree. Like it, the, it, it this show is going to be right be up there. there. And it's probably going to be one of the first video game adaptations that's actually going to get an award. Yeah, I said it right here. Right here, right on now. This, on this podcast, it's probably going to be one of the first shows that's going to get an actual award. And I, I if it doesn't... <laughs> I would be surprised, but this show is that good. And as an adaptation, it's that good. And I think, you know, just to tie it up, you know, you can apply this to many other different potential projects in, you know, Mass Effect. Yeah. Fallout. You know, there are so many projects that you could apply the same logic to that would make excellent stories, but you have to keep it to the blueprint of the source material. Right. And like another one that I wanted to mention was like God of War, right? It's an excellent God series. God of War, yeah. Would be an excellent If you showing. keep it to the blueprint. You, right, exactly. If you go ahead and like, oh, well, we only want the characters and we want to create a whole new story. No, no. It's going to be just like some of these other, like Blood Rain. Nobody watches it because it's crap. And probably no <laughs> one played the game unless you were that hardcore gamer. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, to to really kind of, you know, end with this, it's it's really necessary to follow what the game and hopefully the TV shows will actually do because if they don't, that's where you lose your followers. That's where you lose the, the community. You lose all these things because if you can't get one thing right, then why bother even doing it? Like, well, just you might as well cancel it. You might as well just say, nope, we're done. That's it. Like, or just get a new director. Clearly, you just need, you need to yeah. find people that can actually listen, you know. Or, you know, like Resident Evil. Don't call it Resident Evil. Call it something else. Yeah, call it like a spinoff or, or yeah. something else. Some other zombie movie. Like the other zombie movie that no one ever wanted to watch. <laughs> I don't know, something stupid. But I think, uh, Matt, I think that concludes, right? So when it comes to, you know, you guys, again, we appreciate everything that you have been doing so far. Hopefully, again, you'll start liking and sharing, uh, you know, giving out to your neighbors, go to some homeless dude. Uh, you know, let him know if he has some kind of way to listen to it. Go ahead. I don't care. We 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 appreciate anybody who wants to listen to us. So next week, you know, we're going to be talking about the video game series or just video games in general. You know, stuff that Matt and I have played over the years. Things that we definitely very nostalgic episode. Yeah. it'll be bringing back some some old school video games. 
you know, you know, or maybe more modern, depending on you know where we played it. But like games that we have felt that have changed our perspective on gaming, and as well as just you know moving forward with how games should have been. Uh, but again, we we appreciate everything you guys are doing, and again, stay tuned. You'll find out. Yeah, so be sure to check out our Facebook page. Uh, we encourage you guys to engage in conversation with us. You know, send us a message, uh, comment. Do something on a Facebook page. Uh, we want to talk to you, so talk to us. You know, we have the Facebook page for a reason, so, you know, we will post more often. Um, so just reach out to us. Give us show ideas. If there's something that you guys want us to talk about, don't keep it to yourself. We will use it in a show. It may not be episode five, but we will you know, mark it down and we will do it as an episode. We will at least talk about it and it might be in a future episode and we may actually call you by name and say, Hey, this person brought us this idea. Let's talk about it. Right. And then the other thing I want to mention too, real quick is, you know, down the road, we are looking at trying to do like different social media platforms, like maybe, you know, Instagram long further away down but maybe like tiktok if we can discord get, you know, yeah that kind of stuff but just keep in mind that for now facebook is our really you know main platform so that way if you guys want to talk to us email us whatever the case is right go ahead and do that because we'll definitely re make sure we'll reach out to you so so my challenge from week two st is still there you guys keep liking keep sharing no matter what we appreciate, you know, you guys staying tuned every week. And as always, stay, stay geeky. geeky.